0: This is episode 190 of GI Joburg. I am your host, Steve, and I'm joined by. Paul! And. and this is for you Rob! <laughs>
1: hey guys,
0: how's it going? <laughs> the master of suspense. Little did he realize that on the YouTube <laughs> version, his avatar is plain as day. It seems that Scoop is leading the charge. Anyways, on this packed agenda, we are back. G. I. Joeberg, the three South Africans in the house, and to kick off the proceedings, I'm I'm gonna hog the mic because I'm pretty sure, you know, without being smug or or boastful, um, I don't think anyone's new shit section is going to hold a candle to mine. So let me not be coy. Uh, my <laughs> my two pack became a three pack on Tuesday, the 16th of March. The uh, the new edition is a smaller action figure, but he came with a shit ton of accessories to make up for his diminutive size. Boy, oh boy. Poop eating
1: action. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and real poop. And diapers really and sterilizers <laughs> and uh, bottles and bottles and more bottles and toys and clothes and bibs and. <clears throat> My son was born. His name is Elliot, and he is a little bundle of perfection. Though that just sounds like glowing father talk. uh, I'm going to say all the cliches, except for one. You know, people always say uh, mother and child doing fine. You know, I think that's mainly just to placate everyone from asking, like, the gory details. Like, Kim's an absolute champ. Childbirth is, whether you have a sunroof or you do it through the hole that was there already... It is hardcore. Like yeah, <laughs> words cannot describe how the human body, the female body, is absolutely like annihilated by this process. Um, even more so when
2: haha,
0: we had a rather short, sharp labor and wound up delivering Elliot at home unassisted. Whoa. Oh
1: my word, dude, that's insane
0: yeah so she, wow so she coached
2: you like okay steven you do this now you do well, this I, now
0: i had the paramedic dispatcher on my speakerphone and she had the midwife on her speakerphone so uh, at her end she was getting breathing advice and at my end the business end i was being coached as uh, to how, how to, to catch how to catch how to deliver this kid <laughs> oh my word dude that is so cool
1: like there's some serious assembly required there my god that's crazy the,
0: the head emerged uh like as the paramedics were coming up the stairs <laughs> and and on her on the push that happened thereafter um she uh well they, they they didn't it's not like they pushed me aside and you know they they let me finish I think because perhaps they're a little bit intimidated like they're like oh, okay he's got it <laughs> he hasn't dropped the kid you he's know my 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 failed cricketing career be damned this was a catch that I was not going to drop <laughs>
1: <laughs> dude that is that is amazing and it's gonna be so cool one day when you tell your kid this as
0: well well it's gonna be the story that follows him around big time big time uh so yeah your your dad delivered you did he uh i'm i'm a new gi joe i'm the the midwife called (laughs) the delivery man (laughs) (laughs) anyways guys i don't want to hog the mic too much but uh this, this kind of news just has to be shared at the off uh anyone else got any crazy new shit kicking around Well, I mean, you know, (laughs) I went to the post office myself. (laughs) Anticlimactic. (laughs) No, it's cool. Uh, Well, I I suppose something Joe-related, as Stephen would say. Hey, 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 (laughs) this guy's the heir to the throne. Let me tell you, he's getting all the toys. He's getting all the toys. He's got all the toys.
1: No, I I got a small, humble little package uh, because I um, I found this cool deal on, on a local seller's store online, and I couldn't pass it up. And that was a very mint and very complete dj i know i can hear everybody going oh wow he got a dj that's so cool
0: (laughs) nobody says that (laughs) hey man we have a scoop fan in our attendance surely dj (laughs) isn't too far off (laughs) but yeah yeah, dj is okay
1: yeah he is he's very okay um and i also got dodger which is like a very cool toy and something i've been wanting for a while and um finally got him complete with his microphone and his very strange gun that looks like was made by the same guy who made classified roadblocks gun but anyway um yeah so i finally can add these two guys to my collection and it's very very cool because it's 89 isn't it yeah my 1989 collection is now complete thanks to dj so that makes me very, very happy. And really? uh, and also just something worth noting about DJ, uh, and I don't want to labor this too much because it is just DJ, right? of the pun. <laughs> labor it. Um, <laughs> <but, laughs> <laughs> Please continue. I will, I will. Um, there's something about DJ that definitely smacks of Hasbro trying to modernize the figures. I, I, I can't explain it. Better than they try to add things to the sculpting that were I don't know I just want to say like it feels like DJ was kind of a prototype for a modern sort of feeling in terms of GI Joe sculpting. Dare I say
0: the Joe of the future? Oh, come on, that's the whole, the whole premise of Battle Force Two Thousand. You know, take it or leave it. Surely, no, surely you. the designers had some kind of forward thinking in mind when they whipped up these designs, but nothing. And I tell you, nothing can explain the cloven hooves of DJ. I, what oh no, those is going boots, on with those those boots?
1: Oh, no, geez. those they're super transvestite <laughs> boots, man. They are crazy.
0: Um, that
1: I will. Not, that's a problem. You know, I
0: mean, you know, you can no. be a, a transvestite all day long, but like maybe not on the battlefield.
1: Yeah, yeah. So like, but I, I'm referring more to the little pin that sits in his shoulder you know, and how that's sort of designed and how it's not necessarily part of the sculpt, but how it's something that's actually removable. And it just feels like, you know, Hasbro was sort of trying to play around with that kind of thing as a concept. And then maybe he just found that it didn't work because obviously people were losing them, but it it did feel <laughs> like they were trying, like he's a prototype, like he was made as an excuse to try something like that. They but were really anyway.
0: trolling DJ fans of the future. They were like, <laughs> thanks to this little plug. You will never, ever have a complete figure. Exactly. <laughs> and that antenna, man. I'm
1: so... Like, it also feels like he's meant to have two antennas. Um, <laughs> because right. of that little thingy on the side of his head. But anyway, yeah. Um, You know, he carries his sound equipment on his back, which, you know, kids do today now with their, um, with their sort of Bluetooth speakers and whatever. So I suppose, you know, it's a bit forward thinking. But anyway, those are my two new toys very happy to have Dodger, um, really, really love Dodger as a toy, like the design, and have, uh, and fell in love with him all the way back in one of our early episodes when uh, either Stephen or Rob uh, made the sort of connection to him being uh, very much based on the colonial Marines, which uh, made me take a closer look at him and realize that actually, yes, he does borrow a lot from colonial Marines from aliens. And that just made him an essential sort of uh, need for my collection. And the reason I haven't gotten one till now is because honestly, I haven't found one with the mic and with a figure like Dodger, where he has so little actually happening for him, not having the mic would really irritate me. So I'm glad that I just managed to get one complete with file card and they're local. They were actually bought here locally back in the days because on the back of their file cards, they still have a bit of the Prima Toys stickers on them. So, yay! Is DJ uh, complete? Do he come with his, uh, with his mic? Everything. He's got his little headphone, that little antenna thing that goes on his, his head.
2: Antenna.
1: Yeah. So, now, you make him, now you're scaring me. Now I'm like, shit, is there another piece of him that I don't have? <laughs> I'm sure I looked at this, like, top to bottom. Oh, thank God he doesn't have a mic. Oh, <laughs> Rob, <Robert>, are <laughs> you a latent <laughs> DJ fan? Secretly. I mean, if it's not... No, speak, I... Right? I, I, I...
2: I enjoy music that the DJs make really a fan of DJ, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna send you some this is, not really. that,
0: this is a figure that we didn't have growing up, Rob. So, you know, I had brushings with it because a friend of mine had it, and I was like, Yeah, I'm okay, thanks. I, I don't think I'll be pursuing this figure. And so as a result, we never we never had a familiarity with him in our playtime. I'm pretty sure he was a peg warmer. Hmm. Yeah, uh, we pretty we could have got
2: a whole bunch of him if you wanted to but we didn't want to <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah I mean here I was thinking like maybe you know you got you got the guy filming the stuff you might as well have a guy scoring it too <laughs> anyway <laughs> Anyway.
1: cool but yeah that's that's me for new shit section rob any new nice. toys in your life my dude
2: nothing new um or old um I, I was hoping to get someone recently told me that the toys Us here was selling the new uh, He-Man, Masters of the Universe figures, the classic range. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, oh, cool! Let me go down to the local, uh, you know, toy and see what they have." They had, they, well, not nothing. They had like a one character left. One dude that I, I did not remember. Ram Man. So nice. uh, <laughs> what is his name? Um, he looked pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, this this guy kind of like holds on really hard. Um. <laughs> so they had him, and yeah, you, you could get Battle Cat and Panther. The yeah, the um and some flying vehicle that came, but I I was like mm, nothing interesting. I think probably the craziest thing about the figures was the fact that they're at the stores at all was the price. They're going for two hundred and fifty Rand each, which so I cheap. thought was insane. For like it's so bloody cheap, and these figures are really good. They look really true to the originals, but they have like additional articulation, which mm. is why I was like, okay, cool. You know, I think Master of, the, Master of the Universe were the first figures I think I ever had. Even as as a kid, I think for my third or fourth birthday, I had a, a um, Castle Grayskull cake, um, oh, and a, cool. like a whole a whole birthday like themed around He Man. We watched all the videotapes, and we played in the backyard, you know, trying to kill each other with the sticks that were, you know, I
1: had black magic, uh,
2: standing in for swords, you yeah, know, and black magic and all that kind of cool stuff. Yeah, all the good stuff.
1: Um,
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll tell you guys. I I gotta tell you guys an embarrassing story about He Man. Actually, uh, as a child um so two things about he-man firstly uh just for our american listeners a he-man in south africa was was basically part of the satanic panic in south africa so uh all a lot of the uh, if you were afrikaans um a lot of um uh, friends and family members and whatever would immediately go turn around and say he-man was satanic it was like the devil Skeletor was Satan. All those great things. Okay, it was all evil. So I mean, if you were playing with human figures, you were already in some kind of trouble. Um, um, even and and especially Castle Grayskull. Uh, that was you know like a huge thing. So that's the first thing I want to mention. And second, my
0: it's got like a big skull on it, so it must be like in hell.
1: You know, oh, it's
0: got like a big <laughs> like, skull. And Snake Mountain and like all those fancy
1: things, like the fear, the fear zone and, and stuff. Anyway, so uh, so that was the first thing. And then the second thing is, like, you guys have seen me on videos. I'm not like this big hulting, hulking brute of a man, right? I'm like, I'm a skinny dude, you know? And so my aunt at one point in my life was like, I should go and play outside and stuff so I can get a tan so I can look like He-Man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's what the pitch. best sales pitch I've ever heard to toys. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, so I'm very thankful that for some reason I've always managed to acquire Skeletor and the bad guys in my life. And I think that's why I sort of side with the evil side of, like, Etonia. But, yeah, man, that was, like, a thing. It was so strange. Like, you know, on one side you're damned because, oh, these figures are from, you know, the devil. And on the other side you're damned because, like, oh, you know, you don't look like He-Man with your, like, little blonde bob haircut and your your tan but i did actually have a skeletal play suit and i don't know if you guys ever saw those when you were kids
0: oh man little muscles on them and stuff but of course it always looked so baggy on any child oh geez paul if you could dig up a picture of you in your skeletal play suit oh (laughs) please I, if i could
1: i would totally i would i would show it i have no scum i would like take that totally. grandma
0: i'll yeah. show you my little blue stick arms yeah
1: yeah <laughs> and i also had these like plastic um that like scepter of his because uh, you see the thing is and i love my folks you know and all of our parents they do the best we, they can for us you know but my parents were not exactly like the first ones to the toy shop to try and get you your favorite toy kind of people. My mom just walked in. She was like, oh, it says He-Man on it and Skeletor appeared in my life. And then she walked in and got me a costume. She was like, oh, it says He-Man on it. So Skeletor was my outfit as a child.
0: Because you know, <laughs> that's
1: what was on the shelf. Nobody wanted to be Skeletor, but apparently little Paul. So mm. <laughs> anyway. It's Trevor tab- Man all over. All over the place. And Rob, for the Origin toys, dude, if you want them, they are all over the show in my Toys R toy zones. Uh, uh, up here in Joburg, I'll be more than happy to pick up one or two for you and throw them in a box and send them your way. I didn't know that you'd be excited about them, so I never thought to like put that across uh, uh, across to you. But you must just let me know who you want because at uh, the current assortment. Well, I mean, not super excited. I mean, I,
2: yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm excited enough. I mean, it's just kind of cool to be able to own a toy, you know. Just like own buying, you know, vintage GI Joes, It's just so cool to think that these human figures are in stores again. I mean, there's one more Toys R Us that I can check out. I think. But, um, yeah, we will we'll see. This is G.I. Joeberg, not uh, He-Man Berg.
0: Yeah, uh, Masters <laughs> of the Uniberg. Yeah, no, but oh, I mean, I'm just... Oh, damn it. I thought, it was, I thought we were Heberg and Masters of the Podcast, but yeah. whatever. Okay, we could be he and the Masters of the Podcast, but I've just...
1: I, I still want to shout out to Cody Gulf, who sent me Skeletor and He-Man, because thankfully I can buy Battle Cat and Panthor, you know, because... I've actually got He Man and Skeletal for them. I'm like, <laughs> <It's> great. <laughs> and yeah, anyway, but Rob, that I totally get you, dude. And that's why I picked up a Hordek and a Ninja,
0: uh, because they're just too cool. <laughs> anyway, right. So yeah, new shit out of the way. Guys, we have a topic, and the topic deals with everybody had their favorite figures, right? Our avatars Mm -hmm. on the YouTube version of this podcast make that very plain. But every once in every while, you would issue your favorite figure for someone who is a bit more suited to the environment that the adventure would take place in. We're talking environmental specialists on episode 190 of G.I. Joeberg. So, without further ado, if we went over to a guy's house who had a nice, big, sandy play pit <laughs> sand pit yeah that's what i was going for baby brain um and we wanted to create a desert environment with sparse vegetation no life very little water it's a survivalist dream yes ladies and gentlemen our first environment takes us to the desert which figure would you guys inevitably pull out of the toy box to be your guy Mm. Mm. you can play along at home dear listener and for those of you in our live studio audience feel free to chuck in your responses yeah i think we'd we'd
2: we'd probably end up fighting over dusty
1: oh right okay because well the only one i I can think of
2: or to me who feels a desert environment
1: oh okay cool no I, i i feel you on that well the nice thing about this topic is that in some instances, and Stephen painted the picture so well, I can reach back into my past again, which is cool. Um, so in my area, there was like lots of building and stuff going on when we moved in here because there weren't as many houses. And so there were always these big mounds of sand everywhere. And so we would make these like deserts um, kind of bases and things. And even in my own garden, we had this nice mound of sand when we were building the walls higher and stuff. And um, the figure that I had at the time um, that actually brought me the most joy for desert operations was actually the Duke, the 19, I think it's one's Duke, uh, the one that rides on his, on his rocket launcher. That's that. And Sergeant Slaughter were ended up being my, my desert characters. Okay. Cause I didn't have any desert characters really. So they were my desert specialists because they looked the most deserty. they were the most Brown figures I had. Oh, and, um, uh, yeah, no, I'll save that for later. But,
0: <laughs> yeah. Very good. Yeah. Okay. So, so we're talking. I think it's a '92. The the battle core. Yes. Duke that rides his red rocket. rocket. <laughs> hmm. We've got some responses from the live studio audience. I'll read them out quickly. Uh, Ryan Sweeney says Dusty and Outback. Of course, Dusty. I mean, we we can't not mention Dusty. Uh, MC DJ ACDC says Spearhead and Max. Excellent. Uh, I never knew what kind of environment he was camouflaging for. Is it the desert on Earth or the desert on Mars? <laughs> Either way, he comes with a cool little pet. Uh, I don't know. How how easily trained are Bobcats? Uh, Ironmonger says, back in the day, it would be my Tiger Force Dusty. I can only presume that means that you missed out on the original Dusty, Ironmonger. And Gaz says Dusty or Recondo. Yeah, Recondo with his camis makes for mm. a great-looking desert uh, trooper in spite of the fact that he's specifically tasked with uh, the jungle environment. But mm. I recall using him in desert settings just because of that tan and the good old slouch hat. Yeah. Robbie, how about yourself, brother?
2: I uh, Yeah, as I said, uh, um. Fighting over Dusty, I I probably say Dusty. I think he's the perfect figure for the d- desert environment. Um, mm. But the only character that I think I owned was pro- probably d- the Desert Scorpion um, yeah. as a desert character. I mean, he's basically
0: the brother of Dusty.
2: D- <laughs> yeah, David and the to- desert a troop. I mean, you know, he has that same sort of like look to him, essentially, but he has a mask on.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, David used to dig him. He used to dig holes for the Desert Scorpion and then like cover them up. And then, like, that was a trap.
0: <laughs> I <laughs> imagine there's the digger, digger claws. Yeah, the digger claws were probably lost immediately. Uh, that reminds me of a story. Just uh, in, in days past, um, <laughs> well, during the, 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 the drama that was last week, uh, I put in a claim on a claim sale on Facebook for a Desert Scorpion, complete with oh. all the gear. Damn it. No, and I'm looking but, for one <laughs> uh, cl- claim sales. I'm, I'm taking a while to get used to this with mm-hmm. eBay. You've got an end date on an, on an auction and you know when that's coming up. So you can kind of marinade over it and decide what kind of bid you're going to place uh, with claim sales. It's so immediate. It's like foster's finger first. Whoever says claim uh, gets it. So there's yeah. enormous time pressure, and so you don't often get to scrutinize the pictures as much as you should Uh-oh. don't don't worry, I don't have two left or two right digger claws because yes, there is a left and a right infuriatingly Yes, but <laughs> uh, everything's there except the so figure, the figure doesn't have his antenna or his uh um uh, the the plug on his you know the, the post on the side of his head i'm like oh, oh no <laughs> i just clean forgot to look at the damn figure's head so I'm like but it's gonna be fine but you got the accessories right yeah so that's i mean that's worth the price that's of admission yeah. already yeah, yeah yeah so even if it means just like <sighs> donating the parts to rob's desert scorpion who is extremely meant to I must say rob for a figure that is much loved by you you took a damn good care of it
2: yeah yeah dude he's, he's in good condition the scorpions are cool. yeah for sure i don't think he ever <laughs> went into the, in, in the actual
0: sand <laughs> <We're> <laughs> being defeating the... the point of the figure <laughs> but being the european release it didn't come with all the accessories it came with his gun his scorpion and then just the red star uh rocket launcher, rocket launcher. Boo. yeah yeah, in fact, to this date,
1: um, I've only recently become mm-hmm. familiar with all of his gear, like the little stick with the missiles on and stuff. So,
0: Oh, it's bizarre, and uh, I'm, gonna, you know, I, I haven't really gotten a chance to to make my own mind up. But uh, HCC certainly uh, maintains that it's too much stuff. He's just like it's, it's unnecessary clutter to have. But then again, this is the inspiration I think for the Desert Scorpion. It's another attempt at like getting the predator worked yep. in to gi joe yep because he's got like a shoulder cannon mm-hmm. yeah I... and there's the cre- the creepiness factor with the scorpion and mm-hmm. th- there's the kind of the mask and the uh, you know the silhouette the made made by having that havelock that kind of fabric that kind mm. of kind of gives him <laughs> the predator silhouettes of the dreadlocks i don't know maybe I'm maybe i'm making this up but I, i'd like to think that there's some level of of influence there that these guys I couldn't agree more yeah Yeah. they're they're hunters they're they're bad dudes anyways gentlemen I I couldn't uh I couldn't actually select anything other than Dusty I think he's just the perfect figure and his he might look simple on 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 the first blush but there's (laughs) a lot of complexity to this figure sculpt and design and choices and it's just a very satisfying figure it's impossible to beat I'd say I wouldn't say impossible, but I, I, I agree with you, like the more you look <laughs> at it, the more you find. Yeah. Moving into our second environment, sadly, our South African kids were deprived in this regard, because we seldom saw the white, fluffy stuff. So oftentimes we'd have to just take uh, white sheets uh, from the linen cupboard uh, when mom's not looking, and <laughs> plunk them down in the lounge, creating an Arctic tundra. Uh, that's a good bit of contradiction in terms. A tundra, a frozen tundra, or a frozen arctic wasteland. Yes, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, if you were heading out into the big white north, which is your go-to figure in the toy box?
2: Actually, I, I was thinking about this, and I think a really good choice would probably be um, Storm Shadow. Hey,
1: arctic ninja!
2: Because, I mean, he's perfectly equipped to be like a silent killer in a snowy... Landscape. I mean, yes, most versions of him, you know, have his exposed arms, but I mean, you can always imagine he just pulled his, you know, sleeves up, he rolled them up, and I can just roll them down again. I think he would be good for, 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 for kind of like an Arctic assassin, you know, like he can track you anywhere, even into the, into the snow. Um, hmm. And I was just looking at these different versions, and like a, the really cool version, which I think they haven't done again, at least the coloring wise, is the fifth version from 1997, which has kind of like the black stippling or like speckling to it but i thought that that really would work really well in snow um it's similar to kind of his um which is the second version but it's a lot less um intense like there's a lot less black on his outfit um so to me i'd i probably try and find that figure specifically to play in the snow with
0: oh okay mc dj acdc leads the charge in the uh, chat box with Big Ben. I must say, I considered Big Ben myself. It's a very, very good figure. It's, it's almost. Well, uh, I did too, actually, <laughs> like one of the Russian characters. No, Big Ben. No, not, uh, not to be confused with Big Bear. Uh, I know, right? <laughs> they, they were, they were getting pretty strapped for naming conventions back then. I did all uh, the time. <laughs> but Big <laughs> Ben, the uh, the SAS kind of substitute member on the GI Joe team. Uh, exchange exchange program uh, i might say um fantastic sculpt good cold weather gear a big old bergen backpack grenade pouch machine gun with bipod yeah man terrific and saw a later use i don't know if he kept his name but i know that in the kind of uh, the real american hero collection they did that mold in white it's perfect Sub-Zero we get from Ironmonger, and Gaz says Stalker version 2. (laughs) Oh, such a deluxe figure. I'm going to go with Snow Serpent V1. Once again, so good. I had the image of it on the card back of my mainframe figure, and I had my first blushings with the actual figure design, was in the blueprints of the Cobra Wolf because it Hmm. shows him riding the side skis like a snowboard. And I'm like, holy crap, what is this figure? This is so well designed. This is so cool. Where is it? When will I ever get to see it? Uh, Flash forward to the dawn of the internet, baby. (laughs) That's when. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in hindsight, he's tough to beat. I love the light gray. Um, sort of paratrooper jumpsuit with the blue straps and the white on top of that. It's very unusual to have an arctic trooper who's not in all white and it's Mm. very tasteful. Something I kind of wish they'd kept with a lot more of the arctic troops because somehow, okay, I know it's practical for snow troops to be in blinding white. You know, you can kind of conjure up Special Forces teams around the world wearing, like, white uh, overcoats and and, and and Arctic gear. But in plastic, it eh, kind of looks a bit cheap. And I'm looking at you, Frostbite boots. White boots? Come on. Anyways, the fact that they went with this grey colour just adds depth to the sculpt. And it's a fantastic sculpt. So much going on. So many grooves and wrinkles and creases. He's not only the perfect snow trooper i'd say he's the perfect paratrooper as well you know he's built to jump from high altitudes dealing with cold temperatures uh so nice so so nice and the perfect <laughs> load out of gear but uh that's me
1: and a great shoe-in for the genome soldiers on middle gear solid if you want a great a snow tool. shoe-in <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Oh, jokes about <laughs> jokes uh Jeez, mine, uh, I'm gonna reach back as well. Um, I, I'll I'll start this off with, like no issues. Stalker version two is also my favorite, like Arctic Trooper, uh, because I always thought he was. Um, that's how he uh, it always he always came across to me. So that was like my favorite as a kid. Um uh him and also Snow Serpent version two. I know we're not really talking so much Cobra, although Steven to Break the Ice was a snow serpent, but I used to also have so much fun with that snow serpent V2's um uh, snowboard I used to have so much fun with that thing like i used to take my bed's blankets and push them into like peaks and slopes and and then just have him like do these cool tricks and everything off it it was great i used to love that that was a great great toy um but yeah i think stalker is still my stalker version 2 is still my my winner for that and gaz called it as well so
0: <laughs> <laughs> mcdj acdc in the chat says snow serpent v2 jet snowboard on v1 snow serpent painted to match now i assumed at first he was painting the figure to match the board but now i'm thinking no you white snowboard (laughs) to match the figure no well would it be white would it be blue would it be that gray color oh man hit us back in the chats but i'd love to see pictures of that if they exist
1: should have like a cool um baroness like design at the bottom you know a, a real snowboard you know like have like a cool snowboard design (laughs)
0: <laughs> I think that would be the only setting where I could kind of tolerate an oversexed rendition of the Baroness because yeah. I'm finding like it's a recurring theme with variant covers in the G.I. Joe comic books world like every, every I know right every sort of hitman artist called in to do a cover like they always do the Baroness looking sexy and I'm like boring I mean beautiful but I never felt like she needed to be overtly sexy. She was sexy and like a sexy school teacher who will slit your throat kind of yeah. way. Watch yeah. yourself. <laughs> so Ryan, Sweeney. <laughs> Ryan Sweeney says that no Job <laughs> should have come with a, a polar bear. That is terrific. Just like uh, Iceberg pr- perhaps should have come with a killer whale. And I'm not talking oh, oh, about... Or a seal. A hovercraft. No, man. Didn't he yeah, turn into he an orca? Into
1: yeah, he does. He gets sent to an orca.
0: Oh, my goodness. Go what a wacky cartoon! But uh, let's let's come in from the cold, boys, because I need a cup of hot cocoa. Let's head into the urban jungle. battle. All that. <laughs> <Thanks> <laughs> for <laughs> the assist, <laughs> yeah, man, it's door to door, street to street, close quarters fighting in the concrete jungle. Who do you pick for this assignment? It's going to come as a surprise to absolutely no one. It's Shockwave all the way. <laughs> but of course, MCDJ answers straight back <laughs> with Ali Viper, of course. And and Rob, what does Rob say?
1: Rob's like, damn it, so many choices. <laughs> uh,
2: well, urban environment, um, lots of public to get um, and see to film. Um, I'd actually go scoop. <laughs>
0: I knew it. No, 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 no. no we <laughs> we didn't know it, Paul. The because I will tell you what, in in chats leading up to this episode, Paul and I were like, "Yeah, wouldn't it be funny if Rob just trolled everyone by picking scoop everything scoop?" <laughs> yeah, picking scoop for every <laughs> single environment. So I thank you, Rob, for for taking your foot off the gas there. But uh, I'm sure everyone was expecting you it at some see point in the
2: most environments. But wide scoop. Brown scoop. Like, I mean, desert. Yellow yeah, scoop. he could. There's another mention it. Um, with that kind of like orange look to him. Um, hmm. Snow. Sweet. I think snow would probably be the most difficult environment for him to kind of like uh, blend into. Although, with people picking Big Ben, um, ice cream scoop.
1: Ice cream scoop. <laughs> <laughs> Vanilla scoop. Vanilla scoop. Rocky Road scoop. For those but yeah, I
2: I, I, I I seriously go to Scoop. Uh, scoop would definitely be my, be my choice for the urban environment.
0: On the scene reporting as the shit hits the fan downtown. Shockwave,
2: but then you have a shockwave and like...
0: You now have a shockwave, don't you, Rob? After many yes. years. Yes,
2: I, I have a pristine vision.
0: You know, not with vision like yours. <laughs> <laughs> well, I now have a Scoop.
2: Hell yeah, Amen. dude. So that's how many Scoops between all of us now?
0: Five. Yeah. I've had to buy a Six. second <laughs> I've had to buy a second scoop just to get the mic. Which <laughs> sounds absurd, but that's that's what I've resorted to these days. Oh my vintage uh, and one
2: modern. <laughs> so I have another. two vintage one. Yeah. Modern. You have two vintage. Paul, how many collection
0: complete? Does that include scoop?
1: I have one vintage scoop complete, yeah.
0: And you've got a carded one, don't you, Robbie? Yeah, you do. Okay, so that's six six scoops? Hell yeah, dude. He says I am anyone he likes <laughs> Pooper scoop. Ryan Sweeney shoots back with low light. Yes, you need mm. a sniper. Indeed. The eagle eye up on a tower somewhere, guiding your movements and clearing away. But, uh, Paul, who have you got in the trenches, as it were? Ah, going dude. door to door, ticking some doors down, taking some names. Snake um, eyes.
1: No, no, no. I'm going to go back to uh, my childhood again with this. Uh, bullhorn. I used to love Bullhorn as my like uh, urban troop guy. He was cool. Um, of course, it was David's Bullhorn, so I didn't I didn't have a Bullhorn perf- uh, personally, but I would use him a lot for the those kind of like urban missions because I never had a Shockwave, always wanted one. Uh, as a kid and um, always wanted an alley viper couldn't get one and bull and always wanted a low light guess what couldn't get that either so i was very happy with bullhorn um he was my go-to urban dude um but if i had to choose like my like personal like now with everything that i've got i really love low light eh? i think low light is so great and when i got the modern era figure that was why i got him i was just like oh this is such a cool toy this is like the urban dude for me anyway so
0: Mm -hmm. gaz weighs in with shockwave hands down but a standard viper and yes absolutely we can't overlook the fact that the viper is well geared to be cobra tactical everything yeah Mm. (laughs) yep (laughs) indeed bang bang bye bye gentlemen and, ladies, if we might have some ladies in attendance, <laughs> I would certainly love you guys to, I mean, you gals, <laughs> to let us know you're out there. But uh, in the jungle environment, we're taking a trip down to the bottom of the garden. The vegetation is thick, and uh, we're under a triple canopy. There's mottled light coming through, but you got to wear green, otherwise, you're going to stand out like a sore thumb. You got to wear green, or else you're going to be seen. Damn it, Paul. <laughs> why do i always do the talking if you've got all the wit you need to leave the charge brother
1: Damn.
0: no my dude you've
1: you, you're normally on point i just understand you're not getting enough sleep it's all good
0: <laughs> jeez any minute now i'm waiting for like a cry to erupt <laughs> in the next room he's never getting enough sleep could... in five years <laughs> 25 years dad can i borrow the car <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, another sleepless night for another reason. Uh I'm going to go hit and run, boys. <sighs> I know he's like infantry and mountaineer, but in the jungle setting, he can't be beat, can he? So sexy. Mm-hmm. Much, Head much to toe sexy. camo. Yeah, even his his arms, his forearms. It's like, why couldn't you just roll down your sleeves? Oh, well, whatever. He's, he's badass like that. I mean, <laughs> uh,
1: for me, for me, dude, uh I, I'm going to go uh, Ambush. Uh, once again, it's a childhood pick, but I had so much fun with Ambush in the garden, setting up his little like tent thing that took me a while to like get right. And his little green poncho and all that. I used to love that toy so much, even so much so that I, I put the poncho under his helmet once and then closed the helmet over it. So, it created, like, a weird kind of a ghillie suit kind of thing. I didn't even know a ghillie suit was a thing. It just made sense to me at first to do that. That's what I did in the beginning. It didn't rip? It didn't stretch a bit, <laughs> It's like... Nah. Um, and it didn't, like, stay in there so much because it's kind of a hard thing to put in there. Uh, but, you know, when you're a kid, you just push stuff, right? Uh, but, yeah, that was my go-to jungle dude. Like, uh, as far as David and I were concerned, he was he was, like... Invisible man when he had his like stuff on. He was in the jungle. That was my dude. Um I didn't that's know of any trivia. other jungle. Yeah, so yeah, but that's mine. Rob, green scoop. Um, so um would actually be scoop.
2: <laughs> 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 I mean his first appearance, special missions twenty three. I mean, he, he's dropped dropping a joke pretty good. Um, but to accompany him, because I can't just have scoop because that'd be a bit too trolley, um, would be gung-ho I mean, a dude who grew up in the buyer, he's gonna be you know. He's gonna live and survive in the jungle very easily.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Which which version are we talking about of Gung-Ho. Mm, it was tough. Like I was looking at them. I mean, I own version four with the red top and the the kind of like green pants. Oh, the but battlecore I think it, one. Yeah, yeah, the battlecore one. Well, the second version. The original was like s- silly green top, but stupid. And his so tattoos. and I mean it's terrible though because they tried to copy the positioning of the tattoo on his chest from the original which was quite large because he had quite an open shirt but it looks really terrible on the first battlecore version it's just like this tiny tattoo that's just below his neck and it looks awful so it's nice that they moved it to his arm on the second version um yeah I'll probably go with version 4 or or version 1 I mean version 1 is is more classic I think
0: Nice. We got some comments. Uh, Beachhead and Night Viper says, Gaz, oh yeah. I was wondering if anyone would go Night Viper. It is the perfect green. I Mm. certainly lost my Night Viper in the foliage many times. In fact, I had Night Viper and Hit and Run around about the same time. And I lost Night Viper and Hit and Run around about the same time. I managed to find Night Viper but hit-and-runs camouflage is that good. 30-something years later, and he's still hidden. <laughs> <laughs> MCDJ CDC fires back, of course, with a Cobra option. Range Viper, <laughs> too wild to need camo. And yes, the Range Viper needs some love. Thank you very much. I am a fan. Oh, yeah. Ryan says, Falcon or Stalker? Mm-hmm. Watch this space. <laughs> we might be seeing one or two of these characters cropping up in a bit. And MC says Pathfinder, which for me is always going to be a head scratcher. I mean, I know he is a jungle guy, but like, he's just like a gardener, man. He's got this weed whacker. Like it's, it's bizarre. It's a lot of fun, but I have never been able to take the plunge and buy this figure. But yes, I suppose he, look to me, he just looks too civilian to be a joe that i would gravitate towards you know he's got specs he's got like a fisherman's hat he's got like a fisherman's um what would you call it like a vest um whatever utility like a tight uh, thing <laughs> well it's, it's more like a waistcoat <laughs> you yeah. know what i mean you know it's and the camo, I suppose the camo works in a kind of a darkened jungle environment when, as I say, there's only this kind of dappled light penetrating the triple canopy. But uh, yeah, man, I got to go green. It's got to be hit and run for me with a, a close second being Nine Viper.
1: And, and I think mm-hmm. uh, a few notable mentions for this uh, theme because I think there's so many in G.I. Joe that it's worth mentioning. But like Beachhead, Beachhead would be a great jungle trooper. I mean, I'm sure uh, I'm sure many of us... I know that I certainly went over beachhead, but I decided, but I decided to go with my childhood and go with the ambush. Um, and also, another great one would be um, Tiger Force Dusty. Actually, It's actually pretty good for the jungle too. Even though it's not his specialty, he fits in really well.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's just nice to find a second use for that sculpt. Because mm. yeah, it, it is. It's crap that such a great figure almost feels chained to the desert environment. Mm. I mean, he's awesome. Let's get more use out of him, please. This is kind of a lot of people's axe to grind with the environment-specific Joes, that they just, like, when did you ever get to play with your snow guys outside of snow environments? I mean, Robot Chicken was very quick to poke fun at the fact that, like, yeah, he's just never leaving that base, man. Yep.
1: Which brings me to a great (laughs) quickfire topic here comes a new challenger do you guys think uh it's actually a quick fire opinion poll topic do you guys think it would have been smarter if gi joe had a smaller roster and then gave us different um specialty outfits for each character or do you guys prefer the fact that we've got so many specialties so just to clarify that would it have been cool if we got a jungle version of stalker an arctic version of stalker and an urban version of stalker And they all had like slightly different sculpts and things like that, but had the right gear for the, for the environment. And the poll goes now, let me know, ladies and gentlemen.
0: Yes. If you are watching this on YouTube, drop down into the comments section and tell us which side of the divide you stand on. Has your opinion swayed one way or the other, or are you okay with how things turned out? were you banging the drums when there was a second version of roadblock released or second version of stalker released or a second version of rock and roll you know as these characters moved through time so did their outfits receive updates or were you a fan of brand new characters stepping in to replace the old god Hmm. hmm what do you think rob um, updated a couple of the characters
2: with different environments, or if maybe you'd just taken the ones that were environment specific and gave Derek, you know, as an artist that would be more useful in other environments so that you aren't stuck with Snowdrop just being the snow guy. I mean, yes, he's in other environments, or Dusty can't be in other environments too. So I think maybe a mix of uh, thick ones and you kind of just keep the other guys the same as they had
1: been. Okay, um, so you're proposing like an alternative sense. solution in that. Yeah, so what I am understanding from what you said is that. You would say, like, if a character was, like, a desert-only character, that we get an alternative of him. But if the character yeah. is not, like, specific to desert or jungle, that we don't get an alternative of him. Is
0: that yeah, kind of
2: what
1: that's, that, that's what I think I would do.
2: I mean, if you think about it, the modern era kind of did, I mean, by focusing on very few characters, um, they did do many updates. But then also they weren't really doing different types of updates. Mm. Um but I, I think yeah, you take the environment, specific, the environment specific ones and give them more generic outfits. Then definitely um, you get a lot more playtime out of those specific characters when you weren't just wanting to play in the desert or in the in the the snow. Mm-hmm. But then we wouldn't have a cool topic like this.
0: <laughs> exactly. For for my part, I think that I wanted old characters to receive updates and new uniforms so I could kind of keep the same cast of characters and just change them up to suit different missions until the modern era started doing it and then i was like no actually i miss having this wide roster of eclectic personalities Uh, Mm. you know there are some notable omissions to the 25th anniversary line that exist to this day so you know it's very difficult to complete the collection as it were and duplicate your vintage collection in a modern era style without resorting to convention exclusive and stuff like that. So, you know, I almost wish that, um, receiving an Arctic Duke or Arctic Destro or whatever, didn't take up a slot that we could have had an iceberg, you know, mm. or less a lesser character, uh, fill. So I, I kind of like the new characters and not, not just kind of rehashing the old, Um, mm, so yeah, my, my opinion has kind of swung back the other way. Gents, I think we have time for one more environment and I'm going to let our live studio audience decide. Is it going to be aquatic, airborne or space? Take a minute to decide and, uh, let us know your option in the chat box, aquatic, airborne or space. In the meantime, da, 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 we have our first postbox the Pit audio file. <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen, we have got a response. Uh, if you'd like to send us a voice clip, you can email it to a real South African hero at gmail.com. Uh, That would be lovely. Or you could just send us regular uh, fan mail. (laughs) We love to hear from you. Of course, anything that you write to us on any of our socials, be it Facebook, be it Instagram, be it the YouTube comments thread, might just be read out on a future podcast. So watch out. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Without Without further ado, here is Mr. Troy Smith's voice note. Hello, G.I. Joburg. It's me, Crazy Legs. I've been having a question I've been wanting to ask you. I've been looking at Golobulus, and that guy is so weird, that weird telly thing he has. Let's say that you are going to give him an orderingoscopy, and you are going to take a screwdriver and unscrew that little screw at his back, rip that tail off of him, and apply some new hips and legs to him. Whose hips and legs would you put on that guy? And uh, one thing, please, don't pick my legs, I really like my legs. I like my legs so much. It's in my codename. I'll be talking to you later. Good day. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> Thank you, Crazy Legs. Uh, guys, I purposefully did not screen this uh, voice notes. This was an unscreened question. So that we could all kind of uh, respond to it Uh Live, um, that's fascinating. So, just like Ariel in The Little Mermaid, uh, <laughs> she, is gonna shed his tail and grow legs and uh, hopefully dwell on land and maybe kiss Prince, uh, is it Prince Eric? Whatever, that's gonna be creepy. We'll <laughs> oh, get Prince Eric's but, legs. <laughs> <laughs> You better kiss the globulus Oh jeez. Um. Blah 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 blah. You got to kiss the Bulus. Just off the top of my head, I'm thinking Crocmaster because that big old eye on his belt and the the crocodile skin at least brings out some of that reptilian texture that that globulus's tail had dude i would even go as far as to just say that
1: like i mean i wouldn't even go that far just the fact that he has the belt of the eye is such a great separation you know it gives it a good excuse to have an open shirt you know as globulus does or open torso um so that that that's a good one i like that one rob what say you i was just thinking um, because i was looking at dodger earlier <laughs> dodger's
2: legs actually bottom might be quite interesting because he kind of has like a cool like green band across his his, his, uh, his kind of like upper crotch area. And then he kind of has like the, the greeny legs and the kind of padded knees um, gray- in gray. I think the color scheme could actually work quite well. Probably
1: the paint you it? really have for a Dodger. <laughs> hey, I think it's a great toy.
0: <laughs> um paul you um, can't jump on my suggestion <laughs> i took it first so you i'm not pay. i'm not
1: taking your suggestion i've still got my suggestion i'm yeah, just oh, saying paul. that it's a good choice i think it's a good choice
0: no <laughs> what about um, rob's
1: it's an okay choice he's agreeing with you i think i think rob's choice works um but it does need a little bit of paint Dodgers are okay and i think if the Dodgers' <laughs> legs were paint uh, painted in a color scheme to match the rest of Galobulus. A little bit more, you know, maybe paint the gray parts um, into like some kind of like pink or kind of bright green or something. Um, uh, and even those boots kind of have like a sort of a reptilian kind of concept to the uh, feel to them. I think it would definitely sell the globulus thing, but it does need a bit of paint work. And um, yeah, and then that uh, very interesting weaved sort of sash that would now be the, or it would become a sash, but I mean, it's the rest of the shirt. That would actually create a, creates a very cool like sort of snake skinny texture which could i suppose Mm. you could play around with that a little bit yeah that could be very cool actually i like that as well that's a nice choice rob for me personally i would go hydro viper uh just because i like those those good choices thanks man yeah i (laughs) like the hydro viper's feet and i like how sort of slim it is and it's got the sheath the knife sheath and it just feels like that's what Globulus would probably have as legs. It just works for me. Plus, the belt is a nice separator. You know, it separates the upper and lower body. Although, I do have to call it and say that I think Crocmaster was actually the best choice. So, go you, Stephen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going to love my follow-up then. Like, what if Globulus, you know, in order to shed that tail, he'd have to do the one thing that he can't stand, which is adopt technology like maybe it's a torture like maybe he, he, he was cut in half and had to i don't know seek out the help of dr mindbender or mars to uh, regain his mobility um, so they actually fixed him up with overkill's bottom half i think the oh. colors really work it's a dark black mm. sort of crotch piece and then there's this sort of spindly like gold legs um and the kind of the the feet overkill's feet have that medieval knight in armor kind of division to it Mm. i just think those colors are wild and dangerous and gross (laughs) might that is fun man snake man mixed with machine yeah i mean crazy legs that was a great topic thank you thank you thank you Your love of legs is very evident. (laughs) I think basically water—the bat would you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, our votes are in, guys. Our final environment—we're taking our toys to the beach, or a pond, or a big lake. I don't know, Paul. Are you taking it to like the sewerage works in Joburg?
1: Yeah. And the bath <laughs> afterwards,
0: <laughs> um, mm. but uh,
1: I and the, and the character uh, the character and toy I would take would be undertow. That is so off, after car. playing
0: in the sewage works with the undertow, you kind of dip him in the bath like a tea bag, and, like just turn yes. the bath brown. Yeah, 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 that's what we do.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what we do here up in Joburg. No, dirty man, my, Joburg is Ah, uh, so terrible. Hey, listen, I'm so scared of losing that toy in, in Marienthal as well, but. uh... Yeah, like, listen, there are, I, I think, from a toy perspective, there are probably much, maybe, maybe better toys uh, for the job. But I think Undertow is my, is not I think, Undertow is my absolute favorite for for water job stuff. I love Undertow. And it also
0: links nicely to my childhood as well. So, yeah, It also links nicely to a previous podcast where we pitted Undertow against, get this, Hydro Viper which was going to be my pick because he was my first diver figure as a child. And I used him absolutely everywhere. Uh, They look fantastic manning a Cobra bug, which is another firm favorite vehicle of mine, but I'm going to flip and just say that on character alone, this guy is very difficult to ignore. And his almost stereotypical Popeye appearance make him stand alone in G.I. Joe completely. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going sunbow on you as it seems, uh, with shipwreck. Ah. <laughs> if we are playing in an aquatic environment, I would reach for, for shipwreck nine times out of 10, just cause it's his domain and it's where he really shines. And that wisecracking, Jack Nicholson, Han Solo type. It's just such a great draw. I mean, the character writes himself. It's beautiful. So yeah, great fun. And also, just like Dusty, V1, a deceptively complex figure. You know, blue on blue, but then you take a little bit closer and they're two fantastic tempos. The tattoo and the uh, rank insignia on the, uh, on the shoulder. Yeah. He comes with Fabulous accessories, even if they are head scratches. The percussion pistol is beautiful. And when you get him to hold it with the lanyard around his forearm... So cool. Polly is a character in and of himself, or herself. Can't tell the gender of the bird is itself. But uh, getting two characters for the price of one... Yeah, man. Love, love, love that figure. Robbie, round us up, brother. Who are you taking into the Aquatic Domain?
2: Well, you taking Shipwreck um frees me up to finally play with Hydro Viper.
0: <laughs> no way.
2: Oh cool. that is a fantastic figure. I mean, probably I mean, eels are absolutely amazing. I mean, they're definitely the most professional looking underwater figures, I think. Um, but Hydro Viper just feels like he belongs in the water. Um and I've always enjoyed his kind of like a very organic look to him. Um but I never got to play with him because you are always playing with them. So I think, <laughs> yeah, if you're going to take Shipwreck, um, <laughs> you're going to be pitted against Hydro Viper. Some great suggestions in the comments. Um, MC, DJ, AC, DC chose the original um, Cobra Um and Copperhead. Um, he's not a diver, but he's definitely a Copperhead. Which is true.
1: Yeah, but Copperhead <laughs> does make for a very cool aquatic figure, though. I mean, he's kind of... Uh, he's kind of the gung-ho of cobra in a lot of ways so you know and i've always seen gung-ho mm-hmm. as being sort of partially aquatic as well
0: so oh, he's a marine man those guys go anywhere <laughs> yeah, sure. there. So, yeah. i'm afraid that's a wrap on me the hour is up and i need to return to daddy duties this <laughs> is my new life um Hell yeah. feel free to chat amongst yourselves but as far as podcast episode 190 is concerned that's a wrap thank you for joining us all the members of our studio audience and thank you to my two co-hosts paul the deadliest pencils in joeberg uh (laughs) and rob welcome back brother it's good to have you my man i feel complete
1: and and if you want to join in on this madness and uh you know come in and join in on our live studio audience you can check out our patreon page and you can join the Berg force that's on the screen now um, you, can, you guys can follow that site or that uh, page and then you'll find us it's very easy or in the description to this podcast on your or in the description <laughs> below but yeah just so you know we do have an official uh, patreon and if you want to get some of the cool merch that we do we also have merch on our teespring store or as it's uh, starting to be known as the spring and you got to collect them all so yeah that's just some of the shirts that we have available so yeah just had to you know we have to do the plugs you know um <laughs> Steven's a baby daddy now, so now time to pull the plug.
0: Rob, any closing remarks before we sign off?
2: Well, it's definitely been an awesome return. Um, I I've always enjoyed these lists. um, You know, thinking of coming up with my favourite things. Um, So yeah, it was definitely a good one to come back to. I look forward to next week.
0: Cool, and we'll be back next week. (laughs) You heard it from our (laughs) combat correspondent, Scoop, aka Rob. Uh, thanks for joining us once again guys uh, this has been episode 190 keep it real and yo Joe bird.
1: <laughs> yo Joe
0: bird